0: Uh, this is a trigger warning that this episode will be talking about abuse uh, and coercive control. So I'm very aware that this might be upsetting for some people, especially my, you know, somewhat uh, distant and maybe at times ill-informed take. So please, if this is a subject that is very sensitive for you, be warned that we do talk about abuse and coercive control, and I completely understand. If you're uh, not comfortable with my take on it. So uh, please make uh, a decision for yourself uh, because at the end of the day, it is a comedy podcast and I'm just a feckin' idiot talking about things that are in the press. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the des bishop podcast oh I'm in a I'm, I'm in not the best mood because you know I'm recovering from this hip arthroscopic surgery and it had been going great but I guess I overdid it this week with the rehab or maybe I rehabbed plus the show it was too much and my I, I have a lot of pain in my hip today which is very depressing because I feel like I screwed up now maybe it'll be fine tomorrow and it's just the way it is but you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, like, you know, with, with pain, and I was like, oh God, I fucked up, you know, because I have no patience, even though I was, you know, I was following the rehab, but I don't know, anyway, whatever, it is what it is, I probably screwed up, you know, I got a little swelling in my hip today, and what can I do, I did what I did, and, um, I have to live with it, so, uh, this week... I am I am going to talk about Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but you know I'm going to be careful about it because you know, listen, it's it's very complicated and it's people's personal lives, and it's really none of our business. But obviously, we're a lot of us are transfixed, uh, which is, it's not great from us, is it? But we are okay. So let's not let's not get uh, high and mighty. We're all guilty sometimes of, you know, uh, a little bit of um, looking behind the curtains into people's lives, and and there's nothing positive about uh, their relationship. Very toxic. So we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I did also see a, a funny story about uh, Jamie, Rebecca Vardy, Jamie Vardy's wife, uh, getting caught in the whole Wagatha Christie thing, uh, actually... Or a collection of messages where she was trying to sell a story about uh oh his name has gone out of my head for a sec but uh you know another player another player info so um I thought that was kind of funny uh, so I, you know I'm not normally so gossipy but I'm in gossip mode today um uh, even though I, I you know I I'm it's hard for me to concentrate because I, and I don't really even know how much pain I'm in in my hip, but I just can't stop thinking about it. It's like all-consuming, it's like you know? It's like, have I screwed up? Am I going to be limping down the aisle? Can you believe that? You know, because I did have a moment of realization yesterday. Because my whole thing was, I got the surgery and it'll be, you know, it won't affect the wedding, which of course was true to a degree. But the one thing I didn't factor in was that, like, I'm not going to really be able to dance at the wedding. I didn't think about that. Like proper dance, like I'm not going to be able to go wild at the wedding, which was a sort of a it was a, it was a mistake, you know. It was like a I get you could say badly planned, I guess, but I just didn't I didn't think about that part. I just kept thinking about like not limping down the aisle, you know. Anyway, so I apologize if I I don't seem as cheery as normal, but I had put it out on Instagram. Uh, actually, let me get these phones away from the away from my my recorder. I, I put it up on Instagram. You know wh- what would people want me to talk about on the podcast? And it was like unanimous. Everybody wanted me to talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Um, but uh, somebody did ask this because uh, I I have been um talking about the show a lot. But somebody did ask, is it cathartic doing all the shows about your mother? Does it make it easier? Uh, The reminder that your mother lived off her nerves and was traumatized all her life and passed it on. uh, And this person found that hard to deal with. Uh, So the show's been going great. And, um, you know, uh, great show in Dunleary, Sligo last night. Now I'm in Nuri tonight. And uh, I'm in uh, Dunleary again tomorrow. And then Newbridge on Thursday. And then that's it. I go back to New York Sunday week. So, you know, I don't know if it finds it easy to deal with. It is nice when people message you and they see themselves, they see their relationships with their mother in your show. So it makes you realize that, you know, it, it, it's not totally unique, that there's something normal about it. Um, And uh, so that's nice. But uh, I, I guess it was cathartic early on. These days, it, it just feels like a show in a good way. You know, it, it is a performance. Um, And I prefer to have, uh, like... At times, I prefer to have an emotional distance from what I'm talking about because then I can, I can perform it in 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 the way that I want it to be performed. But yes, I I do get, uh, I did get, uh, quite a release. Well, originally before the pandemic, sometimes I did find it quite difficult because the grief was still quite raw. Uh, now I just get more satisfaction, like just a great sense of, you know, when it's a good show and it's gone well. I like the feeling, you know, that it, that it that it brings. Of of success, uh, achievement, um, and obviously, I love that connection with the audience about something so personal, so cathartic. Probably, uh, definitely rewarding, um, and 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 fun to pull off. You know, it does feel like I'm pulling something off. So come check out those last shows. Otherwise, I'm back in the autumn. Now, listen, talking about. Uh, you know, talking about this subject of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. First of all, there's a very serious thing happening here. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I get this is a libel trial. Uh, you know, uh, he, you know, he's saying that she defamed him. Uh, is a little bit different to the, the the trial with the son that he lost. Um, and you know, it's. I don't really want to have an opinion because, you know, it's very easy. You can see that the internet is full of Johnny Depp fans. This is one thing that I'm noticing is maybe I'm looking at the wrong stuff, but I'm finding an, an almost unanimous sense of uh, support for Johnny Depp, which I, you know, I, I don't know if that's healthy or not because I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what we gain by taking sides in this. But one thing I know for sure is that we're looking at a a very toxic relationship and we're looking at the very public airing of very personal stuff. And, um, you know, there is a sense of us, particularly people of my generation, sort of growing up with Johnny Depp, so it is, uh, you know, it's hard not to feel... uh, Not more sympathy with Johnny Depp, but just kind of... You're more curious about whether he's the bad guy or the good guy you know You, it almost feels like you, you're trying to figure out you know was he wronged or not you know she's um, not somebody I was as familiar with uh, but one thing I can unanimously say is that their relationship was toxic as fuck and anybody I would say anyone who's uh, had a relationship where there was active addiction uh, a lot of alcohol consumption partying you know, you're looking at a lot of the, the repercussions of that. Um, then when you throw in celebrity uh, and also just, I would say, very insecure people, despite their successes, insecure, um, prone to perhaps uh, very negative acting out behaviors, not just drugs and alcohol, possibly infidelity or you know i don't know fame it's so fucking toxic the whole thing is toxic so there's a lot of that in it you know which it, which makes it makes it very easy to judge uh her or him um because there's so much bad stuff going on um and of course you i have the natural sympathy with particularly johnny depp's addiction you know that there's clearly very active addiction this guy is a struggling active addict despite all his successes this guy is struggling and this relationship was clearly not good for him it definitely wasn't good for her and it 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 100% was an abusive relationship what who 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 is more of the abuser is obviously this great debate. I, I really, almost, I just don't want to have an opinion on that because we don't know all the facts. Uh, you know, it, it but, 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 but there definitely, there definitely would, would, would appear to be, it was a no win situation for either of them. I mean, he, he, it was never going to work out. I mean, I, I don't know, has anybody been in... I, I, I've never been in anything like that, but I, I've been in early stage. I, I, I've been in relationships where I'd say if, if we stuck it out, it would have ended up not, not the same as that, but I'd say it would have been similar. You know, just a kind of a... Has anyone ever had that experience of this intense, passionate connection with somebody that was coupled with the fucking most ferocious arguments. Uh, just almost like the love and the hate were equal. I've had that. I can think of two specifically, which obviously I'm not going to get into. But um, and they didn't last very long. I guess I guess luckily, I, you know, I was in recovery. So I was able to, you know, I was able to just to, to see the red flags. Um, but but. I, I think they could have gone that way if you stick it out, thinking that it's going to change. Uh, I also have seen both men and women uh, in relationships where one of them is uh, being uh, controlled, coercive, contro- coercive control, you know. And, you know, there is some physical violence uh, in- involved in-, in this uh Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial, uh, the level of which is up for debate and it is, it is nothing to be, uh, you know, it's nothing to be flippant about. So again, like I said, I, I very cautious to not be dismissive, but the, the, there's definitely, uh, you know, some coercive control going on. There's, there's, there's definitely, uh, a, a, a sense of, um, uh, I, I don't know that, 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 mayhem, that, that, that chaos. And then one person tends to sort of, you know, uh, be the one at, at the brunt of it, you know, and th- this is not to say that we haven't seen videos of Johnny Depp slamming cabinets and, you know, uh, uh, and again, this is, this is not dismissing that that, that is upsetting behavior, uh, but they're both recording each other and it's, it's very fucked up, but you know, I've been angry in my life. I think a lot of us can identify with a a slammed cabinet or two and it is unacceptable. It is unacceptable, but, uh, you know, it just, the whole, it's almost hard to have, it's almost hard to have an opinion, but anyway, needless to say, I've seen the thing that I've seen which I'm not even saying this is what's going on between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but what I am saying is that I've seen people who have to dance around a very chaotic energy of another person, and nothing they do is is right, and it just gets worse and worse, to the point where their happiness is based on uh, keeping the other person happy just for the sake of peace. I, I've seen that. And listen I can't lie If you've seen me and mama You will know that There are elements of that That I can identify with In my own childhood You know um, The the control part Of course of control I can identify with Just from the point of For a lot of our lives We did have to dance around The energy of my mom You know It, it was very hard to uh, To escape The, the leak of of, uh, toxicity, you know, whatever the fuck is driving it. You know, I have a, I have a, I have a lot of uh, empathy for my mom and uh, these days, particularly since she died, I have a lot of empathy with what she would have been struggling with, but I also know what we experienced. So I know about dancing around the energies of somebody, but I've also seen others, people that I know that have had, that basically their life becomes this dance of, uh, Avoiding the, the pain that comes from the other person. Um, and I'm actually, I'm not speaking of, of uh, physical abuse. I, I'm sure a, a lot of you um, have experiences of uh, friends who have been uh, physically abused. I do not have a lot of experience with that. But I do have the experience of people who are trapped uh, trying to keep the other person happy which is an impossible task because it's nothing to do with you but they make it about you but it's not about you it's about them and my personal opinion is the only thing you can do is escape from that and from a from a again a, a glance through the gossip and the 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 testify the testifying it does look like Johnny Depp was trying to escape that cycle of energy. Now, we haven't heard from Amber Heard yet. I mean, she she might give a clearer picture of what she was dancing around. And uh, there's no doubt that living with an active addict, who Johnny Depp clearly is, has its own uh, problems. Uh, and I, I'm sure she will give an insight of how difficult that was for her. But uh, it sounds to me like Johnny Depp needed to... Uh, get himself out of this this toxic cycle who was right and who was wrong in this situation w- will become clearer my personal opinion is that this is not something that should be public this is a uh, this should have been a private matter and it became a public matter due to celebrity and accusations and that i guess is the crux of the case uh which is unfortunate for everybody involved uh this this was this is a private matter that we're all getting to see. Hopefully, the good that can come out of it is a lot of people will see themselves, whether it's in her or him, they will see themselves in this cycle of behavior, and they will say, "I identify and I need to take action to get out of it." Um. Uh, so, when I when I when I watch this trial, I have to say it's part of my my lower nature. Is that I am curious, but I try not to get into the who's right and who's wrong because it's it just doesn't help anybody. Because even say the mass narrative that I'm seeing, okay, is that she was a coercive controller and that actually she was probably the more abusive one uh, in the relationship. Uh, this is this is this is a clear narrative that I I am seeing across the internet. And on TikTok, especially, there's a lot of people that are are very flippantly putting up um, uh, videos of him with this emotional music, and there is this sense of poor Johnny. Okay, and th- that may end up being the truth. I, you know, but the th- the mass narrative is that she was the coercive controller, and even in that, it, it uh, whatever there there is a if that's true. I still see uh, a hurt person. I I, I don't think that that, you know, if if it turns out, let's just say hypothetically, right? Hypothetically, if it turns out that that Johnny Depp never physically abused her, if it turns out that Johnny Depp is actually not an abuser and that she did defame him uh, and, you know, use what is actually, if you look uh, in the handbook of, coercive control it is it is often a weapon to accuse the other person of what you're actually doing to them right so that, that that this wouldn't be the first time so again this is hypothetical if that is the case the internet will pile on her and like who's winning in that because it's 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 awful the whole thing is awful and you know obviously she if, if she turns out to be an abuser it, it's it's it 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 is awful but it's just like what do we gain from this sort of the the tiki torch fucking rising up to her high? I, I, I don't know basically what i'm saying is it this it's it's awful it really is an awful case um you know you know it's so uh, i you can see that i'm clearly like not sure what what's cool to say and what's not to say so well, let me just be clear then. Let me let me actually just be clear. Like, it'll be fucked up if that's true, what I just said. That she essentially went to the press to get ahead of anything, maybe to get back at him. Like, that would be pretty fucked up. So I actually don't know what we're supposed to think if that's the case. You know? Um, but then, of course, if you know, the mob will be out for her, you know, and, and, and like, this is just all too common. You know, it's all too common. Are we going to then, you know, like, what about all the passes we've given to, you know, what, like, why is Chris Brown still fucking making music? You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is fucking crazy. Like we excuse certain behaviors and we don't excuse others, you know? And I just, the public nature of this case, it, it's just bad. I, I, I don't think it, long term, I don't think it's going to be good because everyone, all the people that like to uh, dismiss, say, like a Chris Brown type, you know, of, of which there are just a lot more examples of, of men abusing women, there will just be loads of people like, what about Amber Heard? And it's like, yeah, okay, one case that we got heavily detailed information about, but like, this is way too common. You have to care about this as a much broader subject. Physical abuse, emotional abuse, coercive control, these are things that we all need to care about all the time and we all need to discuss, like, way more publicly all the time because it's way more common. And if we're more open about the red flags early on, maybe this might be naive— but maybe if if couples can discover red flags early on, because I do think that like a lot of this has to do with just like energy dynamics, that maybe you can even save a relationship. You can save yourself going down the road of being a victim of coercive control or being a coercive controller if you can get to the, the therapist early enough and work on the things that might be driving that behavior. But uh, I'll take my naivety out of it. If we're more open about this, then uh, perhaps people can just get away from each other earlier and save both of them the pain of abuse or being the abuser because nobody fucking wins. You know, obviously the abuser is the, is the, is the, the villain, but the, you, the villain isn't winning, you know? So the, the more uh, aware people can be of this behavior, perhaps uh, they, they, they could, they could see it earlier, you know? And, and, and listen, I, I think like, so, so I, I, and a lot of us probably look at this Johnny Depp relationship and they'll, probably think that it could never be them and johnny depp has been married twice right i mean he's got kids with vanessa parody i mean he he's had other relationships with ended for whatever reasons that they ended i mean according to them there was no abuse but yeah i gotta think that addiction probably had a lot to do with it but he whatever he was in his 50s when he fucking married amber heard like he probably never saw himself being in this situation and then it happened so you we all probably think that it won't happen to us and it's sneaky, right? The progression is sneaky. Next thing you know, you're one or the other. You're, you're, next thing you know, you're in this fucked up dynamic, you know, at, at, at whatever level, you know, because it doesn't always have to be this intense, you know, it can just be that one person sort of lives for the other person and they, they, they lose themselves. You lose yourself in another person. It's happened to me, you know, it, 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 on a lower level, you know, it, it, it can happen to anybody, I mean, it's fucking Johnny Depp. He literally, in my lifetime, he is the, the biggest heartthrob. Like the hottest man. He's up there. Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp. You know, these are the fucking, the hottest men on the planet. Johnny Depp was a poster on nearly every girl that I ever met from fucking 1988 to recently. And yet he ended up in this dynamic. So Sad. You know, and it's sad for her, whatever the fuck happened to her I don't know, you know, I don't know it's 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 very easy to just paint her as this fucking wicked character i i, I don't I don't know it's not fucking healthy, you know, it's not healthy, whatever the fuck is going on um and of course you know we're watching this footage, and sometimes it's funny. I mean that that's the only you know he seems to have moved on I guess you know he's he's being funny and the Marilyn Manson line was was funny you know I guess you can only laugh you know um you know it's so I gave Marilyn Manson a pill to stop him talking and her lawyer laughed you know like I've seen the stuff and the, did I read that correctly you know I've seen Johnny Depp being like, you know, somewhat sort of sarcastic. In fact, I kind of started to think like, don't get too cocky, bro, you know, Uh, because he's not, he's not coming out great. I mean, I I think he's probably getting his career back through all these clips going viral because it's kind of entertaining, but there's something sick. I wasn't looking for the Johnny Depp reality TV show. He was just a, you know, a good actor. You know, I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't looking for this window into their lives. And yes, I know I could just fucking turn it off. I'm aware I could just turn it off. You know, but we're not. We're not turning it off. We're all sick. I get it. You know? But isn't it crazy? Isn't the world fucking cra- Like, what is the... I-, I can't take society, I can't take celebrity culture to the point where I'm literally watching clips of Johnny Depp at his at trial for defamation you know uh against amber heard and i'm like thinking oh he's probably he probably doesn't even need to make another movie it's actually these viral clips are going to get johnny depp back up like like he's so hot right now like he's defending himself so entertainingly i'm so entertained by johnny depp trying to clear his good name it's it's fucked up it's insane you know and like tiktokers coming on being like uh so it was day two of the johnny depp trial and uh here's what happened today uh and then you know other people just like you know zooming in on her face and you know like so now we're villainizing her now she's getting the villain edit and again i i I think she's the villain can i just put my hand up and say i think she's the villain i've been pussyfooting around it i i could be wrong but i think she's the villain. But I'm not comfortable with the the pile on vilification. I just, I don't know how to describe it, but I just, nobody fucking wins in that. Nobody wins because we're not learning. Because life is not that simple. You know, it's not that simple, especially with addiction and whatever the fuck else was involved. It's not that simple. But she has fucking issues. She needs help. I really do think that. I think Johnny Depp needs recovery. He needs fucking long-term sobriety but she needs help you know and possibly what she did was criminal i you know i i don't know but i but i'm just not comfortable with the pile on the villain in this situation when it's so personal and it's information that that we shouldn't be privy to that's my personal opinion and i'm open to people disagreeing with me on that like I am open to to people saying that I have I have misjudged this completely um so by the way I'm in my car because uh I have cleaners in the house people have heard me talk about this before but um I, I have cleaners in doing like a spring cleaning in the house and uh I actually get very uncomfortable when people are in cleaning because this is like not unconnected to what we're talking about but saturday cleaning in my house was very stressful because my mother had a way of you know like there was just there was a lot of stress around uh, cleaning in our house um so i let, let me just share with you a, a memory uh so my mother um I think I may have told this story before, but I'll tell it anyway, right? Uh, my mother got, uh, start when, when we stopped modeling, so we modeled as kids, right? And um, so uh, w- when we stopped modeling, I guess I was 12. My mother went back to work uh, part-time. So she would be home at like three thirty, four 4 o'clock every day. And I don't know. She just got this like thing in her head that the house needed to be clean when she came home, which is fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with her giving us the responsibility of the house not being clean. The problem was that she was never happy. Well not no sorry, I shouldn't say never, but she was often unhappy with the what was you know, whatever way the house was. And you know, in hindsight, looking back with my adult mind, she was walking into the house looking for a reason to be pissed off at us. She had whatever the fuck was going on with her, her fucking anxiety, her anger, whatever was going on for her, she would want to find something wrong so she could complain to us about our lack of gratitude or whatever, and she would just come in with a fucking energy. Um, so I actually, I would start to hide in the attic. So... When, when I knew that she was, if I saw the car pull up, I would just run upstairs to the attic, which is where my bedroom was in those days. But it also would be like, she might not even know that I'm home, you know? So it would be like, I, I could be up there for like half hour, 45 minutes, uh, and then come down. And like, hope that the sort of energy would have subsided, whatever the stress of her journey or her day at work, that the stress would have subsided enough that I could get away with just... You know, not dealing with the, the Eileen energy. Uh, so, as a result, and it's funny because my brothers talk about this, and I feel like I've talked about this on the pod before, but particularly Aiden and I, we have we have stress around cleaners, which is up to us to deal with. I, I, I'm not rationalizing my behavior, but we... And, and by the way, we're both very messy, and that is my responsibility. I'm not... Uh, I'm not uh blaming my mother for our messiness but there is a there is an out of out of sync stress slash anxiety with Aiden and I both of us we have an out of sync energy related to cleaning which often leads to us kind of procrastinating like not dealing with it and you know there's a apparently there's a lot of There's a lot of stuff out there. I should really get somebody on talking about uh, procrastination and, you know, what's driving that behavior. Uh, But I definitely have something deeper going on around cleaning, which is, I am not blaming my mother. It is my responsibility today. But I am saying that there's something weird going on in my body physically around cleaning. Uh, And... It it this seems weird. I shouldn't be comparing this, but there are there are little moments when I'm hearing about Amber Heard's vibe with Johnny Depp, that I'm like, oh, that's a little Eileen, you know. Now I, you know, it, what I mean is just that sense of, you know, when she's in that mood, you know, it, it, you got to get out of the way. You got to get out of the way. Uh, And, again, this is low level, the cleaning thing, all right? But what I am saying is that when cleaners are in the house, I have the most insane anxiety, which I need to deal with, okay? Um, And when you couple that with fucking thinking that you've screwed up on your hip surgery and that it's going to make your rehab longer, which is probably also catastrophizing i am probably catastrophizing about my hip i may may not be but i could be catastrophizing in fact the pain in my hip may even be getting worse mentally there may be actually mental aspects to my pain because the catastrophizing actually like i'm like manifesting more pain and i don't really know if any of that is true but anyway uh the cleaners are in and that's why I'm sitting in my car on a side street in Dublin 8 recording this podcast. So, you know, there's really I don't know what else to say about uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard other than it's disgusting that we're all watching it. But it's disgustingly entertaining and society is on a fucking highway to hell. Uh, The internet is the worst thing that ever happened to us. And, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. We're all horrible. You know? And we're being horribly entertained. The deeper conversations about coercive control... And I just... My only fear about this... Listen, I do think that there needs to be more conversations about the way that men are abused. Because I think there's a lot more emotional abuse and control going on from female to male than people realize... But I don't want that to become a narrative that that's, you know, should be an issue that's talked about more than, uh, male to female violence, because it it, it it is the bigger issue. There's just no doubt, because even if, let's just say hypothetically, even if there's as many women, coercively controlling men, uh, emotionally abusing men, and physically abusing men, even if there's as many women that that's happening, the consequences are not as severe en masse. I know that there are severe consequences for a lot of men, and I am not diminishing the consequences, but what I am saying is there's more women getting murdered. There's more women being, you know, like, uh, scarred for life. There's more women living in... uh, uh, a deeper fear, a fear of physical pain. There's just more of that going on. So while I hope that the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial does uh, raise awareness that there are a lot of men that live in coercive controlled situations, I don't want the people who I would say, the misogynists, the the abuse apologists. I, I I don't want them to to have too much of a you know, too much mud to sling. Too much evidence to, to back up their argument because their argument, uh, a lot of the times, is to diminish one thing and play up the other. I want to play up one while also playing up the other. I want them both played up. I want it like fucking pop music on the fucking radio. A lot of people live in abusive relationships and there is a lot of women in serious danger, but there is also a lot of men... Uh, that are, are are very emotionally abused, but you know, don't, don't talk about one and diminish the other. That, that's basically what I'm, what I'm saying, you know? And uh, you know, I do think uh, male to female abuse gets talked about more. And I think there's a reason for that, but I, I, I do think that we could do it just at least a slight uptick in the way that, that, that men are abused. Uh, but I also uh, this podcast has not talked about abuse that much, so I also don't want to be perceived as only caring because now it seems like a man is being coercively controlled. I don't want it to seem like suddenly I care. You know, I, 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 I it's just, it's just something that I, I, I've seen a little bit more with my own eyes. I, I, I you know, I, I, again, I, I'm not saying, you know, I just don't, I don't know nor understand as much the other side so that's why i haven't talked about it as much but but i but i do actually think it's male to female violence i think it's just more important to talk about that's the truth uh, and i'm not diminishing uh, what happens to men but i just think it's the it's the bigger issue i i know that i'm like like over speaking about this now but you know i i hope that it's now clear and i hope that we're all listening to this in good faith that we're just trying to make sense of this weird thing that we're watching right so in a healthy way what will be good you know, people will see themselves in this dysfunctional relationship and perhaps they'll look for help, whatever way they should look for help. You know, uh, perhaps men that are being coercively controlled uh, will uh, go online because there are support groups uh, for men like that. Perhaps women uh, will who are, uh, you know, coercively controlled, perhaps women who are not being physically abused, because this is the other great uh, thing that can be hard to understand is that just because if you're a woman with a, with a controller, just because you're not being physically abused does not mean that you're not being abused. You know, it does not mean that that control is not very damaging. You know, a lot of the stuff is about, like, the way that they cut you off from your family, which is something I've seen, you know? I've seen the the coercive controller, man or woman, isolate the individual. Who Who, in a, who of us... Like, let's talk about something that we, we we perhaps understand more, like less controversial. Who has not had a friend or family member that got isolated because of their relationship? You know? Who has not seen that person who lives as if they have a jailer? I, I know. I've seen those people. That's a real thing. You know? And that's like... You know, when there's no physical abuse, it can be hard for uh, people to see that it's still a serious problem. You know? And I, I, have, I have seen that. Um, it's funny, I just had a very deep thought. And I shouldn't share it, but I'm going to share it. You know, I joke in the show... That we used to hide when my mother came home, we found hiding spots, and eventually I found a great hiding spot three thousand miles away in another country. But sometimes I feel like, because you know, you tend to repeat the patterns, and sometimes I go, "How did I never end up, you know, stuck in 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 a similar dynamic? How come I didn't end up repeating it?" And in a way, I feel like it's because the minute I sense that familiarity of that, I run a fucking mile. I literally go and hide again. It's probably one of the reasons why it's it's. You know, I've struggled to stay close to people in my lifetime. You know, the stuff that I was talking about on the Tommy Tierney show. You know, it, it, it's probably that—that that was my way of dealing with it. Some people just go back to the familiarity of it, and some people fucking run a mile. You know. Um, so I—I I, I think I was a runner. You know, I think I was somebody who just made sure I didn't end up back in that dynamic. You know. So, you know, hopefully, some people will watch this and just see aspects of themselves in this, and and. Find a healthier situation And I don't think it's always leaving You know because I don't think every level I don't think every level of dysfunction That we're talking about here is something that can't be fixed You know there's obviously different Levels of what's going on Here and I think the ho- the Larger majority of us listening to this podcast The larger majority of us Will identify with the lower levels Of this dysfunction the lower levels Of some of this toxicity that we can See and we will have Experienced that ourselves and perhaps you might even share with me uh, your experience of getting out of it, you know. Um, and and please do share because uh, you know I did once speak about abuse, and I did say that I didn't really know what I was talking about, and I got criticized heavily by somebody that I should have had somebody who who knew. You know, I should have had a guest on to talk about it, uh, which I, I, I appreciate that th- that person was upset. But, you know, I was just giving my take on it in relation to, you know, who I am right now and what I was seeing. And, you know, uh, but I do encourage everybody to uh, seek out professional informed help with whatever you're, you're talking about. But I am open to anybody uh, DMing me who wants to share anonymously their experience with anything related to what we're talking about. Uh, If you're comfortable sharing, if you feel like there's a benefit to sharing. But particularly for me, I think the benefit would be share what you did to help. And this can be on the whole spectrum of myself and my boyfriend, husband, or my, my partner, whatever type of relationship that you're in. Uh, we ended up in a, a very toxic uh, energy, and we're still together. And this is what we did to resolve it: from that level to you know somewhere in the middle, where I was in a I was being controlled, but you know it, it didn't seem that bad. Uh, and I you know it was I was I was blind to how much I was changing. And it took me five or six years, and all my friends telling me something was wrong, till I finally copped it, and I got out. You know, uh, and I don't think he's a bad guy. We just had a bad dynamic, or I don't think she's a bad woman. It's just we got stuck in a weird energy, and it, we we just weren't meant for each other, and now we're apart. You know, uh, you know, uh, explain that story to obviously the the deeper stuff where uh, you know I had to get saved, rescued. Uh, you know, share your story if you want. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you you have something you think you can. Uh, Help me to understand. Because uh, there has to be some benefit of, of... Opening the curtains onto their lives. You know, peeking out. Because it, it is... It, it is fucked up. What we're doing. You know, it is fucked up getting this much insight. Uh, and you know what else is fucked up? That cases like this happen all the time. Women being abused by men. Bad divorces fucking you know just like uh, relationships falling apart and people scoring points horrible shit like this happens all the time but we just don't see it and now we care because it's johnny depp and amber heard you know hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank Oh, and this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. How crazy is it that these two people met and, like, thought they were perfect for each other? You know what I mean? Like, isn't it crazy that there was a time where they were in bliss? Like, infatuation-driven, hormone-induced bliss. And were so oblivious... To where it was going to go. It's crazy to me. How that dynamic can change. And how one or the other person in any relationship. Can become so consumed by the other person's energy. That literally their life will fall apart. And they can't see it. It's. Human emotion is fucking baffling. The mind and how it can be. You know, uh, influenced by other people, it's frightening. Actually, it's frightening. And Johnny Depp was in his fifties. You know. I, I mean, I'm sure both of them must be sitting there all the time, being like I wish I never met you. You know, like it's just and that and and life. It's like that. Like it's so fucking life is just so random and so unfair sometimes. You know, so I don't know, man. That's my take on it. I'm sure there was more to say, Um, but I'm I'm very open to all your takes. Please, like, don't take something I said out of context. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Same as you, you know. Um, I've watched the trial. I've watched people speaking bad about her. I've watched videos where he looks bad. I've seen interactions. I've listened to the audio where they both sound bad. I, I, I've listened to it. I see it. It's fucking awful. And I, you know, and I, and, and I, and I'm, I'm open to what everybody thinks. But so here's it. Here's my, my main takeaways. I do think there was coercive control going on from her. I am unsure if there was any physical violence from him to her but I am open to, to to finding out if that was the case. Uh, it was clear, I think it's pretty clear from audio, that she has uh, hit him. Uh, there was definitely emotional abuse, but there was also definitely dysfunctional alcohol and drug consumption by him. I think she had a bit of it, but I think he was really in the depths of addiction, which is not difficult, not an excuse for her behavior, but that's a very thing, a very difficult thing to deal with in a relationship, so much so that there's an entire area of recovery... Uh, dedicated to the spouses and loved ones of addicts and alcoholics so he had that you know so there was just a lot of bad shit going on um and i i, I think all that uh, has to be factored into how fucked up their relationship uh, became and um perhaps johnny depp who speaks about abuse that he received as a child. Perhaps it took a long time, but he did end up going back to the familiar. Perhaps, but that's pop psychology. That's fucking amateur psychology for me, and I just don't know. You know? Um, so that's it for that. I mean, you know, the Rebecca Vardy thing. Like, isn't it fucked up? Like, celebrity, it's so fucked up. You know? Just, like, selling stories to the sun, we Like, it, it it's really fucked up And like, Dumois and all that stuff You know, just all this celebrity shit It is toxic And I love it, I get it I saw that Rebecca Vardy story today And I was just like, oh my god She's caught red-handed now You know? And Colleen Rooney, who, you know I've never, <laughs> I've never had much of an opinion on Colleen Rooney But I think she was fucking right about Rebecca Vardy and isn't it crazy that you know they get so you get so caught up in the celebrity and the status. It's status too, right? Like status is a fucking drug. That's so much of what drives so much of this behavior cuz hey, I'm going to throw another accusation at Amber Heard you can accuse me of being wrong, but I think she was hung up on status. I think that was part of the attraction to Johnny Depp. But, you know, when you take this Rebecca Vardy, Colleen Rooney stuff, it's status, man. It's tabloid obsession. You know, you hate when they say bad shit, but you want to be in the tabloids. So then you try, to, you try to gain favor, selling stories to the sun. It's fucking sick. And in this case, it's about a drink driving incident, which, yes, drink driving is fucked up, but it's like... Not nah, don't fucking hang somebody for your own benefit. It's sick. It's sick. You know, and she got caught red-handed. And it, it, there's just a lot of that. That shit is just so toxic, man. Such toxic behavior. Status, man. It's a curse of a drug, and you get so hung up on it. And then, you know, it's, a, it's another weird codependency. Your happiness is reliant on on your sense of who you are within a, within a particular dynamic, you know, and the jealousy that drives, you know, trying to take people down, you know, it is. I mean, I see why reality TV is so successful. You know, the problem is that those dynamics aren't real a lot of the time. They're fake, you know, Trump, by the way, got a Bravo edit. Did you see that? Uh, Donald Trump, uh, did an interview with Piers Morgan and, you know, they edited the promo and it really looks like he's walking out. And it looks like it was a dodgy edit, which is making me laugh because obviously Trump will always be the reality TV villain for me. It's a rare day I'll fucking defend Donald Trump, but I think he got fucking, I think he got, you know, bamboozled. I think, I think he got shafted by them. Shyster behavior. Now, good promo. Uh, but listen. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Fucking Piers Morgan, Donald Trump, two fucking slime balls. Two slime balls, man. You know? The pot calling the kettle black from fucking Trump saying Piers is dishonest. Like, oh, two fucking liars uh, uh, talking to each other. But anyway, uh, Trump did get a bad Bravo edit and uh, or a reality TV edit, I should say. And if ever you want evidence of how fucking dodgy editing can be, have a look at that fucking promo. If it turns out, because NBC has the audio of how the fucking conversation actually went, it does not match that. You know? He didn't walk off like that. You know? So, like, if you ever want to know how dodgy editing is on these reality TV shows, check out that moment. It's just like a whole other experience to what happened. And if you don't like somebody, you'll just latch onto that. Like, I hate Trump. I was dying to latch onto that. Trump walks out on Piers Morgan because Piers was giving him a hard time about not accepting the election results. You know? But it's not true! But of course, Trump can say it's not true because he hasn't signed a fucking contract with the reality TV company to not point out when fucking dodgy editing happens. So Trump can fucking tell Piers that uh, dodgy editing happened. But, you know, people who get dodgy edited can't because they're not allowed to you know, and, and that's fucked up, you know, uh, especially when people base their opinions on, uh, you know, things that don't happen, like literally don't happen, but the editing can make it look that way. If you, if you want to know about dodgy editing, check out, uh, this guy from the hills on, uh, TikTok. I'm not, I'm not a hills guy. I follow him, but I've already forgotten his name, but he does a lot of pointing out, dodgy editing, which clearly is against his contract. I don't know how he's getting away with it, but he's doing it. Uh, I'm not sure how healthy his life is. I'm not making any judgments, but I mean, there looks to me to be a hint of instability, but I could be completely wrong. He's married with kids. uh, You know, They seem to have a nice family, but he does seem to uh, like a tipple, uh, which is a judgment on my behalf, and I I, I will uh, retract that if I'm wrong. But anyway, needless to say, uh, He calls it The Spills I, I wish I could remember his name His name is like on the tip of my tongue But I wasn't a Hills guy So I only know him from these TikTok clips Popping up But uh, it is fun to watch Like straight up Just like whole other experiences Like like a conversation on a phone That they, they say is with somebody it was like a conversation with somebody else completely They put somebody else's audio on the responses To what they're saying It's like literally a conversation that never happened you know, and they base a whole fucking drama around that. You know? So, so, so check, Spencer is his name. Check him out on TikTok. The spills, he calls it. Spilling the tea on dodgy editing in the hills. You know? And I, I'm not speaking about anything that I've uh, been involved in, by the way. Just full disclosure, this is nothing to do with me. I'm talking about Spencer uh, and the hills. Uh, so, um... That's that's really it. Uh, oh, let me quickly, geez, let me quickly go through my phone because I I got a lot of feedback, and then, uh, you know, when I, when I put it out, um. So, uh, oh, somebody asked me what it was like moving to Wexford. Uh, good stories from my Peter's days. I yeah, I'll, I'll save that for next week because we have been talking for quite a while. Um, it was just mostly just Johnny Depp stuff, you know, and then I was checking out these accounts, but I, just it was all very pro Johnny. You know, and listen, I'm I'm completely open to people pointing out things that I'm missing on the on the Johnny Depp side of things, you know. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So listen, come check out the show tomorrow night, Dunleary. There's like literally like 20 tickets left at the back. Um, you can uh, go on their website, the Pavilion Theater, Dunleary. Uh Nuri tonight, if you happen to hear this before then. Um, which should be good because there's a little bit of county down in the in the show. And then um Newbridge on Thursday, which is basically sold out. Um we were gonna add another one, but I just I don't know. I just kinda I, I'm I'm just done promoting shows, so I didn't add the other one. So uh so Newbridge, the tour finishes for now on Thursday, and then uh I go back to New York to get married. <laughs> Somebody's getting married. But uh my wedge is a wonderful thing that brings us together. Uh Hannah and I are both very busy. And it's very funny because we, we talk about like gigs and you know she's at the moon tower comedy festival and you know she's seeing comics and it's you know it's so i have to say one of the awesome things about being with hannah uh in that she's a comic is i i actually kind of like reliving the early part of my comedy career because you know i i almost in a way miss the excitement of just meeting so many new people and you know just like just, there's just a lot of excitement from the early part of your career that you'll you never recreate. I, I'm not saying you don't experience new excitements, uh, you know, de- you know deeper experiences. But it's fun when she calls me from the Moontower Comedy Festival. And, you know, she, I, I just I know what she's going through. And I love the identification, you know. It actually gives me, it gives me life. It gives me a sense of like, yeah, comedy is fucking fun, man. Uh, so uh, I'm enjoying her having those like first comedy festival experiences and just seeing loads of comics, new comics that you didn't know and making new relationships. Like I have so many great friendships from comedy festivals. Like people I don't see as much, like people in, in Australia, but like like deep friends. When I go to Australia and I, I connect up say my buddy Limo, right? So Limo is like a com- comedian, but he's big into like AFL, Australian Rules Football, and like we connected when I'm in Australia, we hang out, and he's like a deep fucking friend, and it comes from that comedy festival connection. And you know, I can I can I can hear her meeting people and making new connections, and it just reminds me of how fucking cool that is. It's actually like sometimes you get so wrapped up in your job, you forget about the fucking cool aspects. Then you 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 watch somebody object, you know, objectively watch somebody having those experiences for the first time, and. Your excitement for them reminds you how fucking cool it was for you, you know. Which is, I think that's great, you know. Uh, so of of the many, the many things I love about uh, getting married to Hannah, this is a new and exciting one for me. Just uh, being able to to be there, uh, watching her uh, blossom in the early part of a of a stand up comedy career. Um. So, uh. And I, I try to, you know be as supportive as i can without being overbearing because obviously like sometimes i just want to like you know you know like say too much you know sometimes i want to be like mm, that's not a good idea or you know i do made that mistake you're making a mistake that i made don't make the mistake but like it's like how would i know everything that i know without making the mistake you know so you know i i, I don't get too involved because it's too much then you know what i mean it's too much and and who's to say that A mistake that I made is going to be a mistake for her anyway. So I have to stop myself sometimes, you know? And I have to stop myself being a killjoy sometimes too because especially in America, the industry is such fucking bullshit. Like, they're so full of shit. Plamassing you, blowing smoke up your ass, you know? And sometimes, you know, I want to be like, listen, you know, there's nothing bad happening but also don't get too excited because these people are so full of fucking shit. Their vernacular, their language is to promise you way too much. It's not as much like that in uh, Ireland, in the UK, and in Australia. The industry is very different. There's just a vernacular in the States, which is basically like, tomorrow you're going to be a superstar, but in actual fact, you're not going to hear from me ever again. You know, there's a lot of that. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Hannah, but what I am saying is, if I could go back in time and do it all again, I would remain completely neutral on every bit of information on my career, and I would not get excited until I'm in front of the camera or on the fucking stage or getting that paycheck. But at the same time, you don't want to be too much because you don't want to be a total fucking killjoy and be like, ah, dear, don't get too excited. It's fucking bullshit. You know, see, I, I have to watch myself in that. But I, I think I'm doing a decent job. Uh, but anyway, that's just one one little aspect. So anyway, the, the point is that uh, we're talking about work a lot, right? You know, she's in comedy festival. She had a bachelorette, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's at Moon Tower, And, uh, you know, I'm doing my shows, plus I'm fucking rehabbing. So, like, I'm obsessed with my hip and my shows. Hannah's obsessed with her shows and her bachelorette. And even though her bachelorette is connected to her wedding, it's actually just like the wedding is like this afterthought for both of us. So, we'll be, like, chatting for ages. And then we'll be like, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to do these shows this weekend. Then I'll do Newbridge on Thursday. And then i got to go see the the hip surgeon on Friday. And then, you know, I I go back to New York uh, because we're getting married in three weeks. What? (laughs) you know it's fucking it's just like so odd how it's just fucking coming up on us and uh shout out to hannah's mom who uh is working with the wedding planner and and uh, essentially making it possible for us to carry on this way so i i am uh in, in in deep appreciation of that so um uh just in case anyone's sitting there going how the fuck are they pulling this off this flippancy around the imminence of their wedding. Uh, that is a uh, part of the reason why, uh, and also solid venue, uh, and, uh, you know, good, uh, good friends and family. So, uh, so that's it guys. Uh, end of pod. I think it's a good episode. Um, hopefully there'll be i tr- I'm going to do a trigger warning and I'm going to put it on at the beginning. Um, because I do think that I want to warn people that we're talking about abuse because I, I don't want anyone getting upset. Um, and, you know, as always, I, I think sometimes, particularly early on in this conversation, I was a bit wishy-washy. And, and and I'm telling you right now, that comes from fear. Fear of saying the wrong thing. So I apologize if I was indirect or unclear. Uh, and I also, once again, apologize uh, for uh, my ignorance on some of these subjects. But uh, but I, I I tried to Speak more passionately about things that I had more experience with. Uh, And I hope you got something out of it. Uh, And please do not be afraid to uh, send me any criticism. Uh, We learn and we grow together. Uh, The podcast with Dave McSavage, we've recorded three episodes. It's called Frenemies. It will be out very soon. I just have a bit of admin to do uh, to get that up. So that will be up there. But there was a moment, coincidentally enough, talking about fear and sort of dancing around subjects. There was a moment on the podcast where we were both saying that, like, yeah, we just, it can be hard sometimes to just really let loose. Like, it can be hard. You want a podcast that has the energy of a real conversation between friends. And when you're not being recorded, you're just not thinking about what you're saying as much. And uh, I was, I, I literally said to Dave, like, it can be hard sometimes because the entire time I'm speaking, I'm literally thinking in the back of my mind, is this the sentence that ruins my career? You know, like you're literally speaking that way all the time, uh, which is it just a crazy atmosphere to be creative in uh, this day and age. But it is an energy that is always on my mind. Uh, and uh, myself and Dave were like, yes, that is the essence of this podcast. You know, is this the sentence that will end my career? So I did have that energy with me the whole time I was talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, I hope that that hesitancy uh didn't affect uh what i think was an interesting conversation with myself uh but do feedback by the way great reviewing uh keep it going somebody left a very funny review five stars des told me to leave this review and i am very comfortable in fact i reshared that review great review very funny thank you person that did that but again if you haven't done that swipe down Pass the episodes to ratings and review. Give it five stars. Leave a review. It helps our chart position. We did have a better chart position this week. Thank you to you guys. Tell your friends. Do subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe. Share. Tell everybody you know. Uh, the Des Bishop Podcast is back every Saturday afternoon uh, these days. Uh, and um, we'll be back. Well, next Saturday will be my last full day in Ireland for a while. So we'll be back next Saturday. Hopefully my hip will feel better and I will also have seen my surgeon. So let's hope that it was catastrophizing and that it's no big deal. My hip is just a little sore from the rehab that I did yesterday and that tomorrow I'll be fine. Um, And maybe just a little bit of overuse because I'm also doing shows at night, which is just a lot for four and a half weeks uh, past uh, hip arthroscopy. And let's face it, I was on stage two nights after my fucking surgery, so I've probably been overdoing it in general and finally my body has let me know. So let's hope that it's just positive. Um, We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody.